listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Big up, big up. It's a stick up, stick up. And I'm shooting niggas quick. If you hiccup, don't let me fill my clip up in your back end. Headpiece, the opposite of peace. Sending mom Duke of Reef. You're talking to the robbery expert. Step into your wake with your blood on my shirt. Don't be a jerk and get smoked over being resistant. Cause when I lick shots, the shit is persistent. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a Saturday, which means it is feedback time. Yes, it is. Of course, you guys can uh, find the show, iTunes, Stitcher, Podomag, just search the Blackout Tips. Uh, feedback show is for all the real fans, the people that uh, want to hear what we have to say about what they had to say about what they heard us say in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's all deep like that. Um but first of all we got to shout out all the people that put in on this man uh because you know you can leave feedback and you have a lot to say but there's only a handful of people that really want to see the show continue and and be around and and they donate to the show so let me play those guys some music i dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment Today's a new day. That's right. Damien Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. He hit us with that recurring donation. Uh Marlena A, recurring donator. Thank you very much, Marlena. Uh of course, Shirley Wong, Esquire. Please say the Esquire. Official lawyer of the church. Mm-hmm. Recurring donator. If you have a slip and fall, let us know. Darren S, return recurring donator. Thank you, Darren. Uh Adam T recurring donator thank you adam yes erica uh m she hit us with the recurring donation my man wanga all the way from australia mate hit us with that recurring donation uh rosalie v hit us with the recurring donation thank you rosalie thank you uh dana w hit us with the recurring donation thank you very much dana mm-hmm. alexis h recurring donator we appreciate you alexis we do jennifer oz 40 ounces of love ah uh the tickler Corey, hit us up all the way from memphis uh tabitha m recurring donator thank you tabitha mm. of course official first time recurring donator of the show conrad l uh conducting all the classes to introduce you to blackout too right brina h recurring donator thank you brina christopher d chris from hawaii hit us with the recurring donation maurice november took a break from selling drugs to the community ah! to give us a recurring donation thank you very much and that's everybody for this week play me out yes. Kurt. Love, there is a love and a joy that you promised me tell me it's all right the truth is I almost came up with a power that I can't explain the Holy Ghost power fell from heaven like a shower and I know it hurts y'all but still Let's talk about the people that uh, also gave us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. It's pretty easy. 
to give us five star views uh go on itunes if you have an apple device or you can go on there if you have a laptop or a computer and uh search for our podcast and leave us a review see it's easy mm-hmm. uh, if you're not from the if you're not in the continental u.s let us know because um apparently that matters it does so we definitely need to know that kind of stuff all right let's start with the people that gave us five star reviews if it's not five stars of course we won't read it and if it's five stars and we don't like it we won't read it correct uh ms is the title of this one five stars by c yancey this podcast is better than great it's epically awesome itunes step your game up lol life is so much better with y'all in it thank you for the last ride of karen love you both thank you thank you c yancey vanity too far said i mean vanity too fair says great three exclamation points five stars just wanted to give you guys a quick review love it you guys both provide great insight on all sorts of topics all while cracking me up i live for karen's laugh also the consistency and dedication you guys both display to providing great content to all your listeners is not only admirable so haters y'all should be more thankful but downright impressive i'm hooked after a month of listening to you guys also keep raising awareness for the many victims of swords out there shaking my head but lol <laughs> um inception says uh, i mean inception five stars by at for loose brown small inception moment leaving feedback about the feedback episode first off the music portion was epic and had me remembering old house, house party uh house parties realizing we was just as ratchet mm-hmm. the other was how you checked the drunk caller on himself hating great show love you guys thank you thank you yeah man lucius was tripping man i don't know hopefully he heard the feedback and uh you know got got over that a little bit or at least thought about it again because you know we got to stop getting down on ourselves man can't be can't win for losing like that right great show five stars by adub111 who says great podcast Ryder karen are awesome keep up the great work guys we shall yes and then we also have one five star review on stitcher Woo-hoo! amber a says too chilly for the hot dog five stars <laughs> don't even know what that means it's been a long time coming i've been listening to this show for a few years now three or four i discovered you guys through twib this week in blackness for those who don't know rye used to call into the show and i always had something to say and most times it was something i would be thinking i think you were still working a regular job because you would mention being on break or having to get back to the grind and i would always think why doesn't this dude have a podcast of his own because he is pretty funny <laughs> then one day you plugged your show and i tuned in boy let me tell you I have been hooked since. It was the ratchet and intelligence mixture I had only dreamed of. <laughs> then to put the cherry on top, you had Miss Karen, the cousin that you can't wait to see when you go to family reunion. Oh. Her laugh is everything. You two just don't know how many times you have saved me from going to jail, pushing a heifer down the stairs, or setting my ah. workplace on fire with your podcast. You sound kind of violent, uh, Amber <laughs> A. Hope everything's all right over there. <laughs> and me too, but sometimes the, the the thoughts come to you, and you before you about to pick the scissors up and stab in the throat, you were like, you know what? I think I laughed it through this. 
there are two you sound crazy too there are too many <laughs> great elements to your show for me to name but my favorite out of all of them has to be guest the race because i pride myself in being a equal opportunity racist i'm racist to everyone anyone can get it i just want to thank you both for staying dedicated to sharing your talents with us and i wish you all the success you deserve congrats on your thousand plus shows your strong black love rod's beard that keeps yamps from giving hookups <laughs> also thanks for setting up up the facebook group i don't even deal with my real friends no more <laughs> not that i was really fooling with them before but now when i get on i go straight to the group page so thanks for introducing me to some cool people sending you all virtual hugs from the middle of the map oklahoma thank you amber thank you really do appreciate you listening and, uh, giving us that review after three to four years mm-hmm. uh all right we had comments on the website man we're zooming along this is gonna be a short show i always say that did somebody say something crazy we end up talking for an hour yeah. anyway the oswald Bates show episode 1028 uh well that person it's just crazy people was being crazy you know how it is guys <laughs> they, um, do what they do yeah they was doing their thing and uh we had a couple comments um let's see here uh the first one is from Terrilyn, who says man listen our band used to play that put it in your mouth in the stands mm-hmm yeah yeah and the thing is don't nobody know what that is so a lot of times you know people hear the horns and beats and people start moving around but you know most people don't really like if they knew the lyrics they were like y'all better stop that shit but because they don't they don't stop you the crowd would start singing and since i was the drum major our band teacher used to ask me what they were singing and i would always say i'm not sure I told the band and the flag girls to say, play them, play that music loud to get away with it. Eventually the football coaches made us stop playing that at Outcast because it distracted our losing ass team. How can it distract the team? They losing anyway. Right. If only we were a little younger, we could have played it off. India already used the same joint to empower non-video girls. Uh, <laughs> there's uh there's nothing like a good disrespectful song to get you crunk i love it and that's 13 percent that refuses to partake i'm sure they need a good laxative oh yeah 13 percent of the polls like they don't listen to problematic music at all oh wow like like what that. was your youth like well i mean what did you listen to as at five beethoven i don't understand this yeah definitely don't want to go on a road trip with them oh oh no red says when that caller mentioned marvin harrison as a good example i cringe yeah that one dude called in lucius and said we need some good examples of brothers like marvin harrison like i don't know maybe lucius is like a troll maybe that's somebody calling in pretending to be somebody because that was just crazy and stop it with the they were wrong but they were wrong the end rape and murder and domestic violence are terrible k thanks bye and as far as the media's agenda he should be more upset with them kind of ignoring bill cosby's petulant I mean, penchant for drugging and raping women or OJ's violent history prior to viral video and double murder forced the issues because they were the good ones. Some are, some are so concerned with the perception they missed the reality. Heathcliff Huxtable is a great fictional character. Bill Cosby is a real ancient human being. Stop the madness, people. Yeah, I agree, R.E.D. Uh, I'll also add in that, um, it's kind of weird to me that people think this the media is trying to get bill cosby right when you can make just as much of a case that the media covered up his history of rape for 40 years yes they did you know the media is kind of to me 
complicit in a lot of this shit because they know and hear the rumblings and they have the investigative tools to figure this shit out but they don't want to nope and it's only once their hand is forced that they that we start seeing them go back and investigate this shit and then we find out wow this is a very obvious thing that could have been nipped in the butt a long time ago right the only people that cared was the inquire and they had it beside the bigfoot article Mm-hmm. so people was like that's all false right did aliens abduct somebody right. also bill cosby a rapist that's how improbable <laughs> right it was treated back in the day yes sir um the poll was have you tried mcdonald's buttermilk chicken sandwich yes or no 87 percent of our audience said no so i guess they're not really black so much, ah. that, so much for that stereotype uh 13 percent said yes lady rock says tried the sandwich last weekend wasn't a fan their best attempt at a chicken sandwich was the southern style which was a poor man's chick-fil-a sandwich they really should just leave chicken alone and stick with burgers and the inexplicably tasty frozen filet of fish frozen fish product <laughs> with almost government cheese so so wrong yet i can still eat it me too don't feel bad sweetie me too i don't know why give me that filet of fish uh all right we had a couple comments on the next episode episode 1029 where we had my man haywood turnip seed jr on the show and the name of the show was haywood and the kids because <laughs> his kids are precious in the background haywood and his turnip seeds was all around there yes um so uh a let's see who went first okay hc says i'm officially fed up with kim and kanye enough already i it wasn't enough that they took northwest to the fashion show kim and kanye had the unmitigated gall to top that and take the baby and the dog the family dog up to the tunnel uh, seat household uh, okay the baby and the family dog up to the tunnel seat household and interrupt poor haywood while he was doing the podcast oh, the utter disrespect that's the last straw we got to deport them and if you two defend this atrocious parent and just block me from the facebook group now i got my scoring lover email ready and full of insults so you better believe i said to hell with spell check outside of that good show <laughs> <laughs> thank ac thank you ac the tickler says that nigga haywood knows my life a single strong black fatherhood tear rolled down my cheek when he yelled don't you see me on this phone <laughs> <laughs> my oldest knows the difference between my work phone and my personal phone she will even police the younger child to be extra quiet when daddy is working shout out to black fathers i'm out here just trying to raise some daughters peace <laughs> trying to raise daughter uh and then we had the poll would you go see a tour of holograms of dead artists because we talked about the whitney houston hologram tour next year mm-hmm. and then we came up with some changes of our own 13 percent of our audience says yes they would go see it which means 87 percent of our audience that doesn't like chicken said no i'm in that group uh let's see uh ratty said can music without actual performances isn't that just laser floyd 2.0 and olivia says you know uh film underscore esquire i want i went to a barry manilow concert for my wife's birthday last year javon wait wife you gay oh nigga oh, oh man they fucking up the show now can they everywhere i had no idea um but yeah javana loves barry manilow and everyone thinks i drag her to those concerts as the white half of this marriage well she really drags me that's smart that's why that's 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 the only like that's the best argument i've heard for interracial marriage ever. right 
it's like if you just into some real white shit you can just bring your be like oh they'll just blame you <laughs> right for dragging me here when yeah. it when it's really the other way around i only knew like one dude that was in the barry manilow when i was in college he was the dean of admissions and he used to play like barry manilow and frank sinatra and shit in his car that's old school right there mm-hmm. i'm like all right man you guys ready to go to so-and-so I'm like oh we gotta ride with him uh, what how old car. is barry manilow what is this 60 70 music it's, uh he's old i mean it's this music's old it's that crooner shit you know anyway um so barry sang i believe in you and me and whitney houston song the, the whitney houston song for preacher's wife which he record has recorded as duet as a duet album full of songs with him and recorders of deceased artists while he sang live from the recording of her in 1996 the rejection of the back of a black woman singer much darker and curvier than whitney appeared on the screen over the stage as if we were all watching her perform from our position at the piano behind her shit was so disrespectful on so many levels the holograms can't get here quick enough oh yeah so it didn't even look like whitney uh, oh okay oh yeah. boo yeah i guess if you had to pick between no if they're gonna still play the music and you get either no hologram or a hologram i guess i would take the hologram yeah i could take the hologram with production in the background um <laughs> uh, and then episode ten thirty, matt damon's diversity masters class um eee! no comments on this episode even though we talked about taylor swift and nessa williams getting an apology jessica alba a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff uh we only we had the poll and we got a comment there should the miss usa pageant have apologized to vanessa williams yes times have changed no never let it go <laughs> ah never let it go eight percent of our audience thinks they should never let it go they should not have apologized to vanessa 92 percent of the audience does think they should apologize uh lenore 312 says i understand where demetria is coming from my no vote is within the context of the 1984 rules which don't really differ from the 2015 rules the issue my issue with the article is as karen said it was all opinion so i looked up the miss america website here are the requirements to be a contestant uh you must let's see you compete to compete you must be between 17 and 24 be a u.s citizen meet residency requirements for competing in a certain town or state <clears throat> most character criteria as set forth by miss america organization being a uh, meet character criteria okay being a reasonable good health to meet the job requirements be able to meet the time commitment and job responsibility set forth by the local program which you compete so according to requirement four regarding character criteria vanessa williams is out of order and her uh, she should be uh decrowned uh there's no way that miss america has a new photos allowed in their list attributes as contestants it still isn't allowed i understand that it was embarrassing as hell for vanessa williams and her family but that doesn't change the rules of competition this whole situation is a mix of digging up old tweets and lying on your job application yeah i guess but the problem is um in my opinion i would make the argument if i was you know vanessa williams i didn't do that as miss america that was done before i even got got before i even knew i would be applying to do this shit and if you didn't say in there you know uh the character criteria uh um unless the character criteria says um you didn't like you could never have done a nude photo shoot then that's different but if it's just you know 
um yeah like it, they need to be more specific because character criteria is a very um vast thing and a yeah. lot of, you know a lot of when it comes to that you leave it open to own people's interpretation right and there's some people that go those photos cool and there's some people go fuck those photos and fuck you yes yeah, up to interpretation because right. like you could even throw some stuff in there you know for the sake of argument why you know what if somebody just felt like well being straight is part of character criteria like oh, we think your sexuality is a choice and if you're gay or you've ever been gay you may not uh be miss america right and they go find photos of you and your girlfriend plaster everywhere and then keep then de ground you yeah everybody I'd, would have a fit i would need to know the specifics of the character criteria to to say yay or nay on that plus right. plus i think what they're doing is saying retroactively times have changed we were wrong mm-hmm. and i think that happens a lot you know with a lot of things um that society deems wrong in one era but through enlightenment and time and acceptance and understanding people realize well actually we overreacted or it wasn't as big a deal as we thought and i really think the i think time proved them wrong because it wasn't a big deal for her career you know what i'm saying like i feel like they thought their perception of it was no a person cannot have this and still be successful you're not a proper young lady anymore and no one's going to take you seriously and you know you made a mistake and now you're going to pay for it that was the way i think they viewed it and i think over time we've realized as a society that that's not the end of everything anymore you know when when like to to make um a comparison to me this would be the the exact same as if because remember she said she did not get permission for those pictures to be put out she didn't know uh they didn't even try to clear it or anything they just did it because they capitalized off of her name mm-hmm. once she became um you know miss america. america imagine if um during that the leaked news exposure that happened earlier this year or late last year if one of those people had been you know miss so-and-so miss america and then all of a sudden it was like she don't got a crown no more i would still feel like that's fucked up in a violation of everything like me too you know i think it's a i mean obviously it's a little you know it's a little less uh you know invasive because obviously she took those pictures for money knowing that they could possibly be published at some point um but if her story is to be believed she was told that kind of shit would be censored out it wasn't gonna be that way but you know whatever i just feel like society changed enough for them to feel as an organization that they felt like they could believe her you know and they felt like they were wrong for not believing her and that they were wrong for overreacting at the time yeah because and i guess to me the whole problem is with the pageantry itself i'm just gonna keep it real like you tell her she can't take these photos but yet you have these women out there the whole purpose a lot of times is for ass and titties you have them out there uh 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 dressed up you have them out there uh for 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 the the american gays you have them out there in swimsuit i mean like you got them out there presenting their body the whole purpose is uh beauty and so like to me it's it's almost like well you could be beauty as long as it's our quote-unquote clean cut uh pre-porn definition of a watered down definition of beauty and that's the problem you know that i have because i'm like okay she can't do that but then go out there with they half the ass cheeks out in the bikini okay all right yeah that's the other thing that's really complicated about it is i think a lot of people um 
have a line in their head for what they consider to be okay and decent but right in my mind i haven't necessarily agreed to that line like i don't really understand why these women can wear like a bathing suit but then that's like so much different than you know it's like oh same bathing suit but you get to see her nipple now she's a whore you know right it's such a weird like it's just a weird way of just like shaming women and it only happens to women anyway so it's like a very like i don't know i think i fight against it in my brain because i'm like well this seems horribly sexist but maybe the whole undertaking of a miss america is such a sexist thing in the first place i i probably would never really be okay with whatever they did there so you know anything that makes them feel like they loosen up a bit is okay with me and even if uh you know even if it's wrong i guess the next complicated layer of this is the fact that Williams had, was under the impression that the photos would not be released. So as she filled out her Miss America app, she obviously didn't mention her photo shoot because why? Those are private. It's messy, very messy, so messy that I can see why, uh, MA doesn't, uh, Miss America doesn't have to apologize according to their own rules to see how it was public sex shaming to Williams. The pageant contest are regularly sex shaming which requires requirements of no marriage never having had a child on the list of rules to compete i love that they apologize but i can see why they didn't have to do it yeah i can oh yeah i mean i can totally see why they could have not apologized i can it see that it would have been easier to that's, go that's actually kept it going yeah that's actually why i like it because mm-hmm. they really didn't have to do shit yep. it's not like there was this big clamor for like y'all need to apologize for to vanessa williams <coughs> until they invited her back and once they invited her back they must have had some inclination they were going to end up apologizing right or else they wouldn't have probably done it they wouldn't have invited her back in other news i hope the muslim flight attendant gets all the money matt damon is lost to fake ally land and taylor swift is nowhere near mj's level we haven't disagreed in a while so let's just mark this as our one for the year lol love you both no nah, i mean i don't know that we necessarily disagree i i can see from their reasoning why they would be like i don't have to apologize keep in mind neither i don't think uh karen or i are saying they had to apologize Mm -mm. we just think it's nice that they did all right you know what i mean like and i think the whole undertaking is just so sexist and it only applies to women and it's such a level of slut shaming to it and it's very much like revenge porn happening but before revenge porn was really a thing Mm -hmm. that i that i that i do feel it makes me feel like better that they did apologize even if technically by the rules they could have just stuck to their guns i like you know sometimes it's about the spirit of the shit and i like the spirit of it is just like yo we we need to let this go uh episode um 1031 getting some head by the water uh uh, me and karen discuss Mm -hmm. discuss the nfl starting cialis ads this ain't good time porn parody uh mcdonald's reservations uh hell and marriage to feminism keep your arm off of me you know shit like that um let's see we have some comments you ain't got the answer says normally i laugh loud as hell and make note to comment later but forget that this time i related so much with karen that i had to log on and comment she was talking about the catholic church and their quote-unquote rules karen had me flatlining and rushing to your site to comment when she said 
oh okay so this is some bullshit that they just made up okay so because if i want to divorce you i'm gonna divorce you fuck with your rules say extra work to leave your ass and then a thousand dollars just so you can give me a cracker and a wafer what no thank you i can do that at the house for free listen to that twice because i was as outraged as she was when i heard it nah nope karen stated no lies i I couldn't have said it better myself you guys are awesome thank you sweetie eve says i have to give cheryl underwood her props for coming out with a real apology after all this time when she really didn't have to right and i say that i say she didn't have to because the incident happened two years ago and people have moved on Mm -hmm. most of us have forgotten most naturalistas talk about their natural hair journey because it is a journey sometimes you start from a point where you can't embrace the hair you were born with to loving it for some it takes a while to get to that point and it seems like she's just getting there black women with kinky texture hair are taught from an early age subliminally and blatantly that our hair isn't beautiful as women with european or asian texture hair right that's why it's important for women of color with a platform to be cognizant of what you say so we don't send a message to little girls that something is inherently wrong with them because of their hair at the end of the day how one wears their hair is a personal choice but we have to be careful that we're not making women feel less than because we weren't born with indian hair kudos to her yeah i'll add this caveat too man i saw on bossa they had like her a post of you know her apology and then the comments was like 400 and some comments and all the top comments was still going in on her so i don't and for the record i don't look, watch that show so maybe mm-hmm. she's one of those people that she's built up so much ill will yeah that you know you know how you know it's like don lemon if don lemon suddenly had to come to jesus moment it was like you know i agree on this thing that black people mostly agree with people will still people will still be like fuck him yeah so people were still going in on her and one of the things they were going in on her for kind of bothered me because one of the things was well look how she took that wig off and revealed her hair like she's still ashamed and all this shit and i'm like yeah but she could be ashamed of the fact that she's about to apologize you know what i mean like she didn't want to seem like she was gloating like aha oh shit now like because then it would have came off like she really didn't treat the apology seriously either right you know but people were still going in on her so it is what it is i guess but i forgive her i thought it was a sincere apology me too um and if it is a journey for her not everybody's born with that kind of confidence and not and sometimes people you know she might still feel humbled and ashamed about the whole ordeal not just not her hair necessarily or possibly maybe she is kind of ashamed of her natural hair and this is a step in learning to not be ashamed who knows right and the thing about it is that it's it's twofold and a lot of times it's not fair you have uh, a lot of people that have been natural all their lives so for a lot of people they could never understand uh having your hair in a non-natural state and uh sometimes not all times sometimes that group can be snobbish they can be judgmental and they like anything you say against natural hair fuck you mm-hmm. and a lot of them can be bullies where they want to pressure other people into going natural when that might not be what they want to do yeah and i think a lot of times it causes problems in in the community because it's like if you don't come out loud and proud and hold your sign up and take pictures of your hair 24 hours a day seven days a week you ain't shit and you ain't real and you don't love your hair and you don't you like come on you know everybody might not be like you right yeah it's kind of weird because 
you know like i said it's just they were still on her but like i said i don't know enough about her to really i don't know maybe she just said a whole lot of fuck shit and it's just like people been you know people just been waiting for her to say anything so they can go in on her so i don't know but right right in that one incident i didn't see any reason to 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 keep going in on her i thought i thought that was pretty cool right and a lot of times it's, it's just a, a some, sometimes the wars are unnecessary if she comes and apologize to me that was that's that's the end yeah people were like it's not brave and all this shit but i felt it was brave very brave you know especially i mean and and i you know obviously brave is a relative term i'm not saying it's the same as like running into a fire to save a, a, a kid or some shit but but it was brave to me because so many apologies are bullshit now yes they are they're just such bullshit like people rarely apologize and when they do apologize they typically give you some they don't mean it like and they want you to know they don't mean it like they say it in a way that is sure to make people realize i don't mean a fucking word of this thing i'm only apologizing so i don't lose sponsors or whatever she had gotten past it she could have just not done anything she gave a sincere apology uh it seemed heartfelt to me um and i i don't know it just seemed like i don't know it's just one of those moments where i really was like like i I actually retweeted that apology last night like or maybe the night before i was just like yo i'm still kind of amazed at the sincerity of this apology because we just don't get it anymore think about uh think about hulk hogan's quote-unquote apology matt damon's latest apology which we'll probably get into tomorrow but like the, nobody really apologizes anymore no, and maybe it's don't. just the fact that it's like getting a cup of water in the desert and i just ain't seen one in so long i couldn't think of another one that a genuine apology that i heard in a long time that made me think oh this person knows they did wrong like you know what i mean so many people apologize for having done something wrong but by explaining why they did it but they don't explain that they why they know it's wrong now and they don't explain that they're uh sorry and they you know they won't do it again or whatever they just tell you the reasoning they had that's the re- you know what i mean like if you think about it like so you're explaining you're not apologizing yeah it's like when hulk hogan's like well i'm from florida and black people around me you know let me say that word and it confused me and like but it's very but it's like all it's telling me is you don't even understand why people are mad or you double down basically even though you're saying you apologize you don't so for her i actually really felt like yo she apologized and i'm good with it yeah and it is brave and it's just one of those things where a lot of that judgment judgment comes because for a lot of black women coming out with your natural hair is literally a very very brave thing to do because a lot of women don't and never will it's a lot of people that would love to come out with their natural hair but they are ashamed and they have all these hang-ups about their natural hair so when you come out a lot of times it's not as judgmental as it used to be but you still get judged you still get the side eye everybody's not welcoming all your family members ain't loving to it you know you even have some black people call you nappy hair you know why you do that you know you need a relaxer or every time you turn around they keep asking you every, every few weeks when you you gonna get your hair relaxed again and shit like that so it is very 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 brave now regardless of if you think it's brave because you put on your coat of armor and you're like hey i can just deal with the world and i've got all my shit together when it comes to my hair good for you but everybody else 
have hasn't got there yet and doesn't feel that confident to walk out on their own strength of this is my hair this is who i am you're gonna have to deal with me it, it takes people time to get to that level and i think sometimes people force people to uh move faster than they actually want to do because this was her two-year journey her two-year journey where she had to learn and find out and shit like that and everybody comes to those moments in their own time yep and the poll was does helen mirror have a point about men putting their arm around women yes she made a good point and not really 93 percent of the audience said not really Mm -mm. (laughs) someone said said, hey she did make a good point you ain't got the answer says man listen linda she's strong and wrong people have to stop using their personal hangups and justification for their irrational reactions if my man wants to put his arm around me damn it that's what we're doing so many people make their insecurities the norm when it's not what the fuck the rest of us feel right sugar bay says again we have those feminists aka usually white feminists tell, trying to tell us uh, other women what we should consider empowering Thanks for pointing out that Helen is now enjoying the adoring gaze of everyone who's saying hot, stupid, hot, how stupid hot she is for a woman of a certain age. No one has ever come out to say how, uh, that she's sending the wrong message to women of a certain age. They always need to look hot and sexy. Sit down, Helen. Keep looking sexy if you don't like your man throwing his arms around you in public. Do you, auntie? Um, but most importantly, keep that thought between you and your man. Let the rest of us decide what works for us correct yeah I, yeah it's just anytime you start throwing the anytime you start throwing out the broad rules of this is some shit i noticed and now nobody's thought of it before you're gonna run into a lot of uh people that don't agree with you although like i said i don't know that her point is meritless i just don't think that people necessarily would give a fuck like Mm-mm. it's not something that people necessarily consider bad but you know it does you know i don't i don't think that her point was just completely like full of shit nope that's not how it happens like now i'm sure there's some people that that want to display ownership and maybe it's even subconscious maybe we don't think about it maybe it's you know you're mine and i'm yours but so are wedding rings so are you know so is a lot of shit is what i'm saying <laughs> uh all right we had episode last one of the week 1032 leads are too woke where we uh had sterling on the show and we reviewed fear of the walking dead mm-hmm. we got some feedback from this some long feedback uh Fian rose wrote it rose wrote in i love your television show review podcast i have a few comments to your discussion on the latest fear of the walking dead first daniel is bringing around my husband who was losing interest in the show daniel and maddie are the only two who are gonna make it i think nick's dad was the drug addict not maddie because nick said he was the expert not maddie also the deja vu comment i took to being about a dad not coming home maybe because nick and alicia's dad was out there doing drugs maybe that's all it could be nick it could be their dad they really haven't gotten into their dad i think they will eventually well travis let it would be dope if like their dad showed up yes out of nowhere yeah like that would be a cool moment for the show cool twist extra you know extra tension yeah he just and he just comes out of nowhere too yeah um when travis led when travis the travis led group got to the truck uh i was surprised it was still standing since every other vehicle that was in the ride was on fire yeah that was yeah that was some convenient bullshit they were flipping <laughs> over every car except theirs 
as for the hospital of course the hospitals would be the first to go but i was surprised the power outages went so fast who's dying at the power company how are zombies there already during the, those zines i thought travis is starting to get it and he might just make it uh, people didn't make it to work <laughs> yeah maybe people just didn't show up maybe right the power company probably needs somebody to keep pressing the button to keep it going right, right. they're doing pouring water on some shit and then jim didn't show up for the first shift and that was it yeah although i'm kind of surprised like at this point shouldn't all power companies have a zombie setting i mean we've had enough ah, right like up oh, set it to zombies and let's get out of here guys um uh let's see like maybe we need to start storing food and water and supplies and in, in power companies so that you know in case something happens we all have some power ain't that the truth everybody should consider this right now while, while we have a chance um I'm glad you talked about the radio broadcast. I missed some of it because I wanted Travis to keep his eyes on the road. So, uh, see the walking dead for problems not watching the road in the zombie apocalypse. As for people who won't make it, Alicia is nearly the same as Carl, who wouldn't stay in the house. And I'm, I'm surprised, kind of disappointed she didn't die in this episode. Well, she didn't know any better because her parents are kind of protecting her. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's going to come to an end. Me too i'm with karen i thought the dog was gonna be because she was woke as fuck by the end too remember she was like let's go on the road let's leave now i don't want to be here anymore so all right she was like it's not right and that was like five seconds after finding out matt was probably dead so i'm with karen i thought the dog was going to be a zombie then mm-hmm. they did the weird camera shots and i thought for a moment it was a zombie dog then i remember this world doesn't do animal zombies also i think this is the same dog actor sasha and company eight because one one of the behind the scenes i saw said they use cast and crew pets wasn't the lead dog in that group a german shepherd that looked like this one i think it was as for the discussion about lisa taking take on griselda's wound lisa was describing gangrene i had a grandparent die from that in hospice care in the 90s the crushed foot without proper care and antibiotics would call probably cause tissue death and it spreads i don't think lisa was intentionally describing zombification just death due to a crushed foot injury it is terrible and it can mean death once it starts a few more points just not to end on such a sour note i thought there should be a history with chris and alicia lisa and travis have that post breakup okay uh that you see we with some post divorce couples although it didn't last long was that some awful new girl to ex shit that maddie pulled on lisa i don't know but it was weird because lisa came in the bond and then maddie was sipping on her water looking out the window right just make sure you kill me if i need some need to die all right bitch we ain't gotta be friends but you need to kill me i think the hint there was because i damn sure gonna kill you ain't that the truth i will take your ass out lastly please keep playing the savior teacher music with travis i love it thanks for reading my rather disjointed and long comment no problem thank you for writing in eve says i take back every bad thing i said about madison it seems like she is one of the very few people who actually have any sense on this show (laughs) i told y'all madison seemed like she was gonna be woke first Mm -hmm. she's emotional but it's one of those things where she's like yeah i'm emotional but i know when to kill that emotion yeah the problem everybody seems to be having is that um they keep acting like everyone's first re- interaction with a zombie they should just be like i know what to do here right and it just seems that would be so unrealistic and yep 
you would be some kind of psycho if you did like i don't want to be around that person you definitely would be a psycho i might get a cold around you you fucking kill me in my sleep because you 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 too woke i need the proper level of wokeness around me at all times right uh the person who really has to go is travis he sucks donkey balls his lack of common sense is going to get people killed yeah travis is trying to talk to mr whatever his name is from across the street Mm -hmm. peter i mean i get it but at the same time even with travis that's a reasonable response even though it's annoying you know he's like it's hope because y'all have to understand for them everything is brand new everything is brand new so if it's like eventually everything we're going to go back to normal like okay i don't know what's happening but we're going to get to the point where everything's gonna go back to normal not realizing shit will never go back to normal yeah they don't know that ryan kirkman is white in their world in the real in this world (laughs) Ah! and that there's never gonna be a cure Mm -mm. but uh, as far as they're concerned they're like well maybe something will happen and it's just like a disease or outbreak and travis is like you contain it yeah yeah and i think travis is coming around though because he still went and buried peter yes he and did. they hid the body so i mean to some extent he's still kind of like he gets it you know that this is some crazy terrible shit but um yeah he doesn't like guns and stuff like that but we know how worse how much worse this world can get he doesn't yet Mm-mm. like everybody got to give up on that remember shit i remember rick and them didn't want carl to have a gun how many times has Carl's gun saved somebody's life at this point? Um, so yeah, uh, every time he was on the screen, I found myself groaning in frustration. If I had to choose team members for the zombie apocalypse, I'd take crackhead Nick over him. At least crackheads can sense danger, so they're always ready to run. Yeah! But my favorite character on the show is Mr. Salazar. He be knowing he is definitely the real MVP, and Alicia definitely elbowed Chris on purpose. Yeah, everybody was saying it was an accident, but it felt on purpose to me. Maybe we'll find out if they have history or not. They might. You know, I could be reading too much into that. We'll see. Uh, Steve Runner's, Steve Runner's easy lied about being in the tower on 9-11. Should he lose his jobs? Yes or no? 68% of our audience says yes. 38, 32% say no though. Sugar Bay says, I didn't give a shot, a, a shit about this guy because white people gone white. But when I saw, <laughs> When I saw the hoops people, white people were jumping through. Oh, when I saw the hoops that people were jumping through to defend this guy, if anyone dares to speak ill of 9-11 or try to profit from it, they're usually blacklisted and I was flabbergasted. But then I remembered, he's white. People were saying how he's a comedian and comedians embellished, so it's different. <laughs> he used that story to garner sympathy and attention. It helped, it's helped to propel his career and stop making excuses for this liar. Yeah, I don't know how anybody can excuse what he did because it just seems completely conscious and on purpose. I don't know. You'd have to do some real, a whole lot of mental gymnastics to come to the conclusion that no harm, no foul on this one. Right. You're you're a much more developed person than me because even with, even though it's not out of anger or spite, I just feel like if I was employing him, I'd be like, dude, you just got to lose your job. That we don't, that's not, this is just not a thing you can do Mm-mm. and keep working here. <laughs> like, it's just, it's too crazy. Uh, we got some, uh, voicemails. Let's get to those. Um, let me play these. Hi, my name is Jonathan. I'm, uh, calling about the Black Lives Matters, uh, issue. And what I have to say is, um, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Christopher Hedges. He explains that all these issues, uh, LGBT issues, uh, race issues, a lot of these issues basically go back to corporate greed and capitalism and the almighty dollar, dollar and how people are exploited. 
uh, if you get a chance, I would recommend looking him up. Uh, he's he's not really liked. He's he's despised by conservatives and liberals because he calls them all on their shit uh, and their hypocrisy. And what I mean by conservatives and liberals, the elite, not the everyday working people. So hopefully you'll look him up. I'd like you guys perhaps to maybe make a show about some of his topics if you can. His name is Christopher Hedges again. Guy is very freaking deep. Have a good day. All right. Thanks for uh, calling in. And no. No, we will not do that. Next. Hey, Ryan Kane. This is Data. Um, yeah, I just had a couple of comments about um, episode three of Fear the Walking Dead. So, actually, Rod, I believe that Karen was right in relation to the lives of stuff. So, um, I am in the medical field, and um, what Liza was talking about is when um, Griselda, when her foot got crushed, the tissue um, has started to die. And um, so if she, um, so if you don't get that treated, what she was saying is that eventually the tissue will begin to die and you can um, get infection when that type of um, wounds aren't treated. And then what will happen is you can get bacteria or um, something that will enter your bloodstream, which will cause um, sepsis, which is like an extreme immune infection. And so once your blood becomes infected, it can then spread to your other organs and, um, your whole body can shut down. So that's like when people in war or whatever, if you get some serious like injury, um, if they can't like help the tissue to start to repair itself, then they have to amputate because um, it'll cause gangrene infection and spread to the rest of your body. So essentially I think that's what she was talking about that she could die from. Um, but also I think when she was saying about the medical school stuff, it kind of sounded like maybe that um, she maybe always wanted to go to medical school and was mm-hmm. maybe talked to that to Travis when they were married, but maybe he said that she could, but maybe she didn't ever really full like full support from him. And right. but now that they're divorced, she's just now feeling like she can go back and get the type of I guess career that she really wanted. Um, but that's all I had to say though about the episode and um I always enjoy uh the recaps and the feedback. All right guys, bye. Um yeah, man, it sounds like everybody is saying that that's what she was talking about. I guess <clears throat> maybe she didn't get as good a grade in nursing school as <laughs> she was supposed to cuz that's not how she described it on the show, but if that's if that's what y'all mean and uh yeah i mean i you know if sepsis is what she was discussing or gangrene it would have been cool if she would have kind of said it that way but okay the way she described it sounded like she was basically saying she was gonna start zombifying immediately uh, it sounded like that's how it sounded like it you know what i mean like i don't know i don't know if y'all remember the exact words but it was something to the effect of like you know she you know she's already dead because her foot got crushed i'm not just talking about the fractures and uh the lacerations i mean the tissue started to die once that starts you know she gonna get it the uh it's gonna it's gonna get it to the blood and once it gets it to the blood it's gonna and i was just like trying to simplify it yeah yeah and i but i was thinking like so are you saying she gonna turn to a zombie because she crushed her foot like we've seen and the, the other reason the other reason i'm not necessarily saying the other reason I wasn't necessarily understanding or agreeing with Lisa is because we've seen people recover from much worse on The Walking Dead. 
you know what i mean much worse gunshot wounds uh feet cut off um and treated with less like they didn't have these great medical supplies it wasn't as clean as it is now it, you know what i mean so it's gonna be interesting now that the military's there maybe they someone could take a look at her foot but i don't know it felt we'll see we'll see if she's crazy or not but it felt kind of like she was hinting that she was gonna become a zombie uh because her foot got crushed which uh we'll see but um yeah if that's what she was talking about guys then you know i'm happy to be wrong i'm okay with that uh next voicemail hi guys i've just discovered your show and i'm right now bitch listening to all the episodes and i love 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 it and it's amazing to me how people think that if they don't like something or they don't like someone that person or that thing shouldn't exist. It's like, I don't think Jim Carrey is funny, so I just don't listen to him. You know, it's like I don't listen to Jim Carrey and then bitch about him. It's like I just don't listen to him because I don't get his humor. But anyway, also I love the fact that you guys include the gay news. That's so awesome. And I also invite you to play Guess the Race and Guess the Sexuality with me because I am a black female. I'm not even white skinned. And I'm also a femme lesbian. Thank you. Love the show. And I'm going to go on and continue with my binge listening. Bye. Bye. Bye bye, sweetie. And thank you for listening to the show, by the way. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you. I did not pick up on who you said it was that you do not listen to, but, uh. Jim Carrey. Oh, Jim Carrey? Mm hmm. She said she don't find his humor funny, so she just don't listen. Oh, Jim Carrey got a um, podcast or something? No, no, no. She was saying how people, you know, call us and tell us that they don't like us and things like that. She was like, she don't see why people go through that effort when you could just not listen. She said she don't care for his humor, so she just don't listen. Yeah, I'm the same way. And, I mean, there's shows that, you know, that I I like that I don't always agree with. Me too. And if I don't agree with them, I don't, you know, I don't have to hit them up and let them know. I, I, I get, like, I get it because there's like a relationship there and whatnot. But I guess I don't look at it that way because it's like I'm resolute in what I believe a lot of times. And um, when I, you know, sometimes I hear people and sometimes I'm disappointed. I'm like, I wish they understood or they believed this way. But very rarely do people even listen or do people's minds get changed that way. Correct. And it definitely doesn't happen like because tone is everything we've had people write up that disagree with us about stuff shit you've heard some today but it's different when people write in and they're just insulting they're very condescending and then when you respond in kind we always have these people that are like uh the way you talk to people you don't agree with and i'm like yeah well we don't actually do that to everybody like yeah pay attention some people call up here or they write up here they're just like i don't agree with this thing and it's kind of like all right that shit happens yes yeah, and then people. some people they're like i don't agree with this shit and y'all stupid and ugly and fat and your wife can't talk and i'm like okay i don't know okay right we have people that disagree with us all the time like some some people wrote in uh roger has actually uh fell out with people on social media and then they come to the show and love the show and so it's like people we disagree with people i think for the fact that when it's quote-unquote a conflict it's a problem but when you disagree with people and it's quote-unquote no conflict it's not a problem but you, right. the disagreement is disagreement yeah right or am i wrong no i agree okay 
uh all right last voicemail is from the same person i just have an opinion on the ken davis issue being a lesbian and all and we just can't blame a lot of the homophobia on the christians because our government is responsible for a lot of that too i recently found on youtube some films they would show children in the 1950s at school all about hom- homophobia and homosexuals were evil and basically they made it make children feel like hom- homosexuals were child molesters which are two different things right. so you had to think about the, these kids went to school every day and they would hear stuff like this you know and those kids are probably like in their 60s now you know so it's like think about that being embedded in your head i'm not making an excuse for it but just think about it because if you're not around people you really don't think about well is that true or is that not true like you don't really consider it so that's what a lot of those older people are still remembering the government needs to come out and take responsibility for that issue too just my opinion um yeah i can understand that i would Mm -hmm. add i would add a caveat to that though because well two things all right no the first one where did the government get that from religion religion so mostly most of that was i mean and you know they couch a lot of unreasonableness under religion so it's like we don't think there should be interracial marriage i mean they have the president of the united states at the time in the newspaper saying because of christianity he didn't believe in interracial marriage so you know that like it still comes from even when it's the force used to push it out is the government a lot of the actual impetus for the bigotry comes from religion now that being said um i think the impetus to be homophobic and all this shit does start whether you have religion or not because it spans across all kinds of different religions and i think that it is some kind of I don't know it's almost like an instinctive thing or something that a lot of people have um and hate is irrational a lot of times and people will find a way to rationalize it whether it's books or or you know religion or tv or whatever they have to say to rationalize it because a lot of times when people say homophobic shit or stuff that got against gay people it's not even from the bible it's not even it's not even something that you know was necessarily in there where it's like oh these people are pedophiles and shit like that like that's not there's no bible passage they got that from they just decided um so so anyway i think you're right on the one hand the government does need to be accountable for any role that they played in that and and you know Mm -hmm. as well as any other phobias and bigotry and and racism and shit that they push forward uh and then also uh i still feel like the religion um houses and also promotes a lot of that bigotry too and we can't excuse it uh either so it's, it's like both of those i think both of those things can be accomplished at the same time with the government taking credit for its role or taking blame or however you want to put it but uh i i just don't think that um i i i think if you ask the government it would be like well we got this from religion too like the Mm. the leaders that justified us putting this shit in the laws and making it seem like gay people were evil right that's also from christianity um anyway um just 
let's get into the emails we got some emails and of course you can call the show 704-557-0186 704-557-0186 uh, we'll leave the phone lines open until we finish reading these emails um let's see which emails do we get all right so we got one from julie who writes in uh please address hillary i know you have taken bernie to task and deservedly so but please recognize that you have influence i could be mother to both of you and have been a black pollster and researcher for 23 years do not let hillary off the hook hillary clinton has an 80 percent approval among blacks and her husband put in place policies that helped destroy the fragile gains made in the 60s even against barack when i did polling the clinton name trump barry uh keep everyone's feet to the fire that's all i ask you may already be doing this as i'm behind on your podcast oh come on man oh <laughs> man she's gonna hear this in the three weeks first of all i hate listen no offense i literally hate when people are behind on the show but instead of writing in to like tell us what they think about what's going on they give us some shit to do so i'm supposed to get excited about you hearing this in a month like this what are we pen pals now <laughs> like come oh, she on gonna hear this three weeks later and then she gonna email us back and we're gonna tell her three weeks later let's get back and forth yeah man we're gonna it's gonna be fucking next next summer we're gonna be like yes man and uh now we we feel this way like come on my mom just died and i have not had the two plus hours to devote to your decidedly entertaining and informative podcast each day well i'm sorry that your mother died that is a shame and um you know i feel bad for you but you know can't be right up here telling us what to do just keep it real from just <laughs> keeping it real from the old school perspective we'll be sending a donation in this week as i do believe in you guys all the best julie a bailey listen julie sweetie listen julie we can't do a show about hillary okay i don't know if you know this but something comes up in the news with her she and the soros brother they they coke brothers and the coke brothers they they actually fund our podcast and they pick our docket every day so Mm -hmm. she never on it yeah that the conspiracy theorist was right we have been bought and sold Ah! you know what i'm saying so uh i would love to talk some trash with you about hillary but uh and sip on all this tea yeah but we just got a new car and we got payments to make and uh, i'm not gonna fuck up my money because you want us to be you know uh to put both tat feet to the fire for the <laughs> i'm not doing that shit would and, you do it with your job and she wants you to be influential yeah that's crazy man i'm not giving up this money for this this good coke brothers money you know what i can do with this i need new shoes i'm getting them today hey you're on with the black guy tips hey ron karen it's leslie mac how are you hey leslie how, how you, you doing? doing i'm doing good i was calling in because i haven't been able to call in the past two weeks and just you know follow up on my debt payments to you a couple of weeks ago on september 11th yes <laughs> the real tragedy of september 11th me, real, me real, let it never be forgotten it will go down in history for sure mm-hmm. roger goodell mm. still going strong <laughs> lord he really is teflon that's that's really what i was calling to talk to you about because i mean this year has been has only gotten worse since we made that bet for him yep. quite frankly mm-hmm. i agree i i'll tell you man um i just believe in the strength of white privilege that was really all my bet was <laughs> was do i think 
30 white men like being told what to do enough to fire that dude and uh i figured that they would be stubborn like Mm -hmm. even with like there's probably at least 10 of them shit there's probably like 20 owners that are like we don't like him we need to get rid of him but they're so rich and white that they're like if we did it it'll look like the media made us do it so we won't right point point taken also that gives me a thought that you're kind of the anti-wesley snipes you know, he always said bet on black, and you always say bet on white privilege. Bet on that white privilege, <laughs> man. I'm telling you. That's why Passage of 57 was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a documentary. <laughs> but, uh, awesome. Yeah, but thank you for that money, man. What's your favorite NFL team, Leslie? The Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. That's what I'm talking about, man. Well, we already owe it. We suck per usual, but, you know, my heart is still there, so what can do? Yeah, I don't even know what to spend this money on that'll offend you, but I'm gonna think about it and then <laughs> I'm gonna spend that spend that twenty dollars on something you hate. I just gotta figure out uh all the things you hate and then what costs twenty dollars and then we'll figure it out. But uh cross references. I, Sounds good. All right, yeah, you guys have a good weekend. <laughs> thank I'll you. talk to you soon. Right, bye. Peace. Bye. <laughs> um but yeah, yeah, Julie, don't be calling up here telling us what to do. The answer is no. You and that dude the ones to do a Chris Hedges podcast. We do what comes naturally to us. Keep in mind, I didn't give a fuck about Bernie Sanders. That turned into a thing because I got harassed for two weeks. <laughs> the reason that Hillary Clinton thing won't become a thing, the people that support Hillary Clinton are so much more secure than the people that support Bernie Sanders. You know, now hopefully as Sanders c- continues to surge in the polls and continues to grain, gain footing, People, his hopefully his supporters will start to feel a little bit more secure right and if he gets criticized they'll be okay being like you know what it's okay to criticize my candidate i i still have confidence in him with hillary clinton it feels like the people that support her if i was out here being like yo hillary don't care about black people they'd just be like okay yeah but you know we think our candidate's gonna come around on this issue right, or she's gonna, gonna talk to the right people they ain't gonna set the place on fire right you know and uh and and that's the other thing too we brought up more than once which is so funny because we brought up more than once that bill clinton was behind a lot of the incarceration Mm -hmm. that we're seeing now right we brought up several times on our podcast i don't hold uh him or hillary in very high esteem Mm -mm. it's not like our show is pro hillary or bill Mm -hmm. and it's kind of sad that people saw us talking about bernie sanders as a negative because i always looked at it as a lot of what we were saying were things that he could do to help his candidacy out and make it more firm you know like we're not like i have no interest in bernie sanders not being a respectable candidate i have no interest in that i would much rather him be a candidate that people can look at as viable uh because i feel like the competition always makes the candidates shine and makes them better mm-hmm. if you don't push them they'll never become better um and i think hillary's so further far ahead and in the catbird seat at least uh she was at the time that people were just sitting around like well why aren't you talking about her it's like well honestly the the best way to get to her is through bernie sanders yes sir you know if you make bernie sanders talk about black lives matter then hillary's got to talk about it you know if you like and and people are like people are looking at it so backwards they're like why are you criticizing this candidate well how do you think he's gonna win the black vote in the south like right. maybe up no, up north he can kind of just be like i don't really 
all i care about is money and i don't need to talk about that and you can just look at my history and you should know better we don't know him down here like Mm -mm. that okay so i'm telling you now like um i saw the other day uh bernie had um cornell west introduce him at i want to say howard um and the article headline was like you know uh now it's time for bernie to focus on the black vote in the south and i was thinking uh, cornell's not that guy he sure ain't like cornell like i don't know cornell's origin story maybe that's he's from down here or some shit but i'm just telling you how people view him in general Mm-mm. he kinda, ain't the person you kind of think of him as northern ivy league right type media darling cornell west not southern you know like rude heritage not, yeah not, not that he's like i said not that he's not from down from down here but you know just overall i when you look at him you don't think south yeah so i don't know that he'll and that and also let's be real cornell spent the better part of six years eroding a lot of his goodwill with black people that voted for president obama mm-hmm. by calling them every by vicariously since he criticized people that support obama that are his colleagues he vicariously has insulted a lot of people that voted for president obama yeah so i don't know that he'll gain any favor with black people uh down here no when him and tavis smiling went with that nigga we mad tool yeah like for me and a lot of other people it kind of cut you know they was like okay we see what you on and we're not on that dog we love president obama yeah so um you know which is also funny because if he has such a good relationship um with the civil rights movement i'm surprised he doesn't have like jesse jackson stomping for him um you know john lewis like you know some of these people that he's been you know that people are like oh these are the people from the civil rights movement where are those relationships at now you know those maybe those people should be out supporting him vocally and talking for him if that's the kind of guy that he is maybe that'll work i don't know i i don't like i'm not campaign manager i don't know the answer to all this shit which has always been why the whole ordeal was absurd to me because i wasn't here to try to advise him i made a joke and shit got went way left and now i got people writing our podcast telling us what we need to talk about look i'm not trying to insult you julie but we got a thousand episodes we know what we're doing we know what people want to hear but more importantly the show is about what we want to talk about it's not a radio where you can call up and request certain things um shout out to that dude who wants to talk about christopher hedges we're not gonna do that like it's just we just we do our show whatever we feel is the thing we want to discuss at the moment whatever we feel is topical we're never at a loss for content we're never at a loss for things to discuss it's not like we get on this mic and we're like man nothing happened today oh well you know what i mean so um i can't see us you know and i'm definitely not gonna fucking waste my time going in on hillary clinton and i don't think we're influential in the way that you think i'm not changing anybody's fucking vote the only thing that changed people's mind about voting for or against bernie sanders was people being like uh harassing them on the internet that's it people and people witnessing other people get harassed that's the things that change people's votes it's not what the fuck i think um name of the song playing in the background oh sugar bear wrote in to tell us that asap by ti was in the back of that That news thing but everybody's told us that guys but uh (laughs) 
uh she also said oh and rod you had me dying laughing when you read ti's groupie tale that's what made me email you two about the song that was awesome you two are that was hilarious you two are awesome thank you sugar bear thank you lawrence writes in lawrence uh says uh lisa too woke he said i tried a couple times to post this on the show comments but kept getting an error after the second time i copied and put it in here okay it's 4 a.m i just got off work all the stuff i typed before it got deleted so i just hit the key points i was going to make first i think lisa is going to die she's in orange is the new black and power right now and it seems like when an actor has other stuff going on they take them out just ask everybody hates chris well it could be that she's going to die on the other shows you don't know mm. you don't know uh was i the only one who thought they accidentally switched channels to the strain when the zombie was looking into the barbershop right <laughs> that is some strange shit it did like the strain uh <laughs> i ain't think about that it looked just like one of the vampires and you can tell salazar aka sally z aka barber nigga aka this is my house punk ah has seen some crazy stuff before when he busted up in the house and snatched that shot he like watch out little bitch and <laughs> and double tap that zombie he didn't even flinch great podcast right i can't keep up the great work hey you know what i was thinking though too um maybe maybe griselda's not gonna die because she believes in jesus and she done seen some shit yeah she said it don't survive worse she might fuck around to be a boss yeah i don't know maybe she'll live episode 1031 lauren writes in this is the last email the equivalent of cock blocking for women is box blocking also i don't believe they would that i don't believe that you wouldn't let britney griner hit on karen you're a car carrying member of ball alert let karen get that fly out money lauren from pittsburgh <laughs> <laughs> and i and then i said because someone said this in our in our um facebook group and i hadn't heard it before but they said that uh the equivalent of cock blocking for women is clam down clam down a clam down like you blocking ah, you blocking the down blocking the, blocking the water to the clam so uh she said that was a good one but uh yeah man that's it for today we'll be back tomorrow with two of y'all's favorite guests of all time mm-hmm. we have ray sonny we have maria from the it's about us podcast Woo! and uh it's gonna be long we're gonna be talking forever uh-huh. uh i'm gonna make sure that I they can't wait i'm gonna make sure that all the women on the show had a period synced up <laughs> and uh it's gonna be real fun man so we'll talk to y'all tomorrow before football at 10 a.m uh until tomorrow uh, oh and yeah until tomorrow i love you i love you too Mwah.